everyone. I'm glad uh, that you were able to come and join us for this awesome time in going through my book, Uprooting Rejection. If you haven't picked your copy up yet, you can get it on Amazon online or Barnes and Nobles online and be able to follow us as we uh, go through this book. So my my what I'd like to do is I, I, I trauma is something that many of us are dealing with. This book uh, that I wrote was my healing. I was able to go through and uh, look at things that took place in my past as I researched and and learned a lot about uh, abandonment and things like this and how it can affect a person's life. A lot of us were affected uh, by abandonment, which uh, birthed the emotion of rejection or opened the door for the spirit of rejection to come in. And we've been living under that spirit uh, every since. So what we need to understand is what is abandonment? What is rejection? How it uh, shows itself and what we could do to uproot it and move forward in our lives. So what we'll be doing is we'll be walking through the book um, and going over particular points uh, that will wake up the mind uh, and allow individuals to see some things that may have taken place in their past and then how they can work through it, overcome it and uproot it so that they can be the person that God has created for them to be. Today, we're just going to do an introduction to the book um, so that we can get a, an understanding of what it is that we want to accomplish um, and then give uh, everyone an opportunity to go out and get the book uh, for next Saturday when we go into the first chapter, which is called I Didn't Ask to Be Here. So today, we're just going to go through the introduction of the book. And before we do so, I would just like to pray uh, for those that are joining us, those that have um, that will be watching the video um, and anyone else. <laughs> so, uh, Father, we just come before you in thanks. We thank you for this day that you have made. The Bible says to rejoice and to be glad in it. I'm rejoicing today, Father, because you've put something on my heart and I followed through and wrote it. And now I'm able to share it with the world and i just pray lord god that your spirit will give me the wisdom knowledge and understanding uh to say what needs to be said and to assist uh, 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 those that may have uh questions down the line uh just help me father god to do your will as i walk through this book in jesus mighty name we pray amen amen so like i said we're just going to be reading through the book going through it, stopping. Uh, I'll be making comments. If there's any uh, questions or anything that you would like to get answers to or, or information about, you can always email me at anthonybaxter at gmail.com or you can uh, send me a message on Facebook if you're on Facebook or if you're on YouTube, you can uh, put something in the comment box. I will be going uh, there looking to see if there's any questions or comments and try to get back to those that have uh, put those up. Okay. 
All right, so let's go ahead and dive in. So this is the introduction to the book. Uh, and it starts off saying this, rejection and abandonment has taken a major toll on our society. Consequently, we have a generation of children and adults who were bitter, resentful, brokenhearted, lonely, and confused. They have a deep void within them that they can't seem to feel. How many of you feel that way? How many of you feel that you, 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 you're bitter and resentful, but you don't understand why? I mean, it's, it's been that way all the majority of my life. I don't understand why I'm so bitter and, 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 and brokenhearted and, and feel so lonely and confused. A lot of these things can come from the traumas of being abandoned. Amen? says they have a deep void within them that they can't seem to feel. The trauma caused by rejection and abandonment has led to record numbers of depression, suicide, broken homes, drug dependency, and incarceration. We have a lot of work to do to reverse this trend. We have a lot of work to do to reverse this trend. Many people are walking around depressed, because they're, they were abandoned somewhere in their life. The trauma of abandonment has sent them to a place of depression, uh, uh, drug dependency, uh, acting out and finding themselves getting incarcerated. All these things uh, can come from trauma. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that this is the only way, but trauma from abandonment can cause these things in a person's life. Now we got some good news though. The good news is that God's wisdom and power are available to us to overcome the effects of rejection and abandonment. It is not his will for us to live under the oppression of this spirit. Now, we know that in the book of John 10, 10, it says that uh, Jesus said that he his purpose is to give us a rich and satisfying life. That's Christ's purpose, that we live a joyful, peaceful, satisfying life. Amen. But the enemy has come and he's brought some things to uh, dismantle what it is that uh, Yahweh has put in place. Amen. So this is the life liberty and peace free from bondage set on this generation by the enemy christ came to break that but we are still bound up in this thing called rejection spirit of rejection caused by the abandonment that takes place we go on to read it says it is time for us to take our position in christ rise above the oppression and live in the fullness of who he created us to be and that's the goal of this book is to help you to be able to see how abandonment has affected you and open the door for the spirit of rejection to come in and how that spirit of rejection has come in and uh brought uh new thought patterns and negative emotions that are not conducive to a peaceful and happy life. Amen.
This book will explore the spiritual aspects of rejection and abandonment to see how the enemy uses, uses them to kill, steal, and destroy our dreams and purpose in our lives. You'll learn how they manifest in negative emotions and thought patterns, producing destructive behaviors. You will then, we will then teach you how to uproot them and be set free. You'll gain valuable insight to help you attain inner peace and emotional stability, because this is what we really need. This is what we really need. We really need an inner peace because most people that are affected by trauma have no inner peace or emotional stability. Their emotions are all over the place. There's no stability. This is what we need. Ensuring that the trauma ends with you and will not be passed on to the next generation. See, the thing that we have to understand is that when we go through traumas of abandonment and rejection or any, what happens is those gener those can go down, those spirits can go down into the next generation, the next generation, the next generation. And as we read through the book, we'll see that from the 70s until now, we can see the change. Amen. In the 70s, mothers and fathers were not terrified of their children or scared of their children. You look today, we have parents that are scared, I mean, scared of their children and the children are running the house. Why? Because of the anger that comes from trauma, that comes from rejection and abandonment. Amen. You'll discover that it takes a daily, constant effort to overcome these spirits but it is well worth the effect, the effort, excuse me. When you have been truly set free, your relationship will be greatly enhanced and you'll be able to embrace God's plan for your life more fully. We have to understand when we are affected by the tricks of the enemy, what I mean by that, again, God uh, uh, has planned for us to live a satisfying and peaceful life on the earth. But with the enemy, causing a lot of traumas and things in our life we have a lot of things that were not supposed to be a part of our life but as we are able to uproot these things out of our life we can live a purpose-filled life and fulfill the plan that god has for our life when we are stuck in uh, 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 traumas of abandonment and rejection in our emotion, there's no emotional stability or any uh, 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 inner peace, it makes it very difficult to live a life that is conducive to the purpose that God has created us for. Amen. I've also designed this course to be a resource for parents, teachers, and mentors. It is my hope that it will help you provide your children, students, and mentees with the guidance and encouragement they need to live a life of wholeness and purpose. A lot of individuals today are not living a life of purpose. There's no vision. Uh, they have not set a vision for where they want to go. Amen. Uh, if there's no vision, you're going all over the place. So, as you read this book, I pray that you'll be empowered to walk in total freedom, gain a true sense of identity, and walk in your destiny 
as God intended, as God intended. This is the purpose of why I wrote this book. Now, uh, it was put upon my heart to write the book for my healing. I went through a lot of abandonment uh, that birthed the spirit of rejection. And um, I acted out in a lot of different ways. As we read this book, we'll be able to go through my story because this book is my story. Um, but in hindsight, uh, I'm able to give you some of the tools that I use to be able to heal. And I'm still healing. Amen. But, uh, you know, we all have to start somewhere. And I pray that this is your starting point. I really didn't want to dive in to, uh, to the first chapter. I just wanted to kind of focus upon the introduction to allow everyone to get an opportunity to go out, get the book, read the chapter, and then we can go over it together next Saturday. But a part of me feels like we need to go over chapter one. So we're going to go ahead and read over chapter one, which is titled, I Didn't Ask to Be Here. We have to remember when we were born, we didn't ask to be born. Our parents came together and they did the do and all of a sudden, bam, here we are. We didn't ask to be here. Amen. So the book reads in chapter one, there is nothing like feeling the feeling of being rejected or abandoned. Most people have dealt with these feelings in one way or another. Rejection is refusing someone or something are disregarding as useless or unsatisfactory to cut off away or reject. To abandon is to withdraw one's support or help from, especially despite, especially despite duty, allegiance, or responsibility, desert. As a child, I felt the effects of rejection. I grew up in a home with my mother and stepfather and stepsister. I longed for my father to spend time with me. I would have given anything for him to take me out to play basketball or go fishing. I wanted him to listen to my fears, desires, and ambitions, but his friends and life outside the home seemed more important than me. I felt utterly abandoned. I don't know about those that are tuning in and those that may be listening here down the line, but you know, as kids, you know, we, 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 we tend to put a lot on our parents. We want them to be there just like my, my dog here. I mean, he always wants to play when I have to work, you know, there's, you know, so sometimes that feeling of abandonment is not really the parent abandoning you. Parents have a job to do to keep a roof over our heads and stuff like this. But as a child, we don't understand that. So this, 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 what we see as abandonment has a way of birthing this thing called rejection. Women today are having children outside of marriage at a higher rate than ever before. When these mothers find out that they're pregnant, some feel excited and hopeful while others become angry and regretful about the life they are carrying. When a mother has negative feelings about their pregnancy, their baby's temperament and health can be adversely affected. After the birth, their baby can have more, excuse me, after 
the birth, their baby can be more irritable, have trouble sleeping, or show other signs of emotional distress. Spiritual doorways can also be opened, allowing the spirit of rejection to afflict the child. Children are the heritage of the Lord. And because Satan hates what God loves, he wants to destroy all children right out the gate. So we must understand the purpose of Satan is to cause havoc in the life of the child so that doors can open and he can enter in and begin to plant seeds and spirits that this child may grow with and, 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 and have with them up until the day they die in some cases. But I pray that we're able to open the eyes of those that may be affected by a rejection, the spirit of rejection, that they may be able to cast that spirit out, uproot it out of their lives and live a purposeful life for Christ. Amen. In the early 1900s, a famous doctor suggested that people shouldn't touch their babies. However, in a short time, doctors noticed a sharp increase in infant death, attributing to the condition called failure to thrive. Look that up, guys. Failure to thrive. Amen. Failure to thrive refers to children who, whose current weight or rate of weight gain is much lower than other children of similar age and gender. They say the causes of this condition may be from medical problems or factors in the child's environment, such as abuse or neglect which can stem from rejection in the womb. So again, just because the, the child has not entered into the world does not mean that the child cannot be affected. So you have some women or some uh, uh, husbands and, and wives that uh, they find out that they're, uh, they're pregnant and they're elated, they're happy, they can't wait for that child to enter into the world, but then you have others that find out they're pregnant and they, they're, they're angry, they're resentful, they're negative, and all these negative things. And what can happen is all of those things can affect the child, amen? And that's the last thing that I know they would want to do, but not knowing this information, they probably would fall into it, amen? An unwanted baby, an unwanted baby's bonding process with their mother is not the same as with a mother whose love, who loved her child throughout her nine months of pregnancy. As the child enters their new environment with his or her mother, and in some cases, the father, the physical bonding with an unwanted child can cause a physical, emotional, or social problem as they grow up. Many hormones and enzymes are released through skin to skin and eye to eye contact with a newborn child. When a newborn lacks this vital contact with their mother, the child fails to get a healthy dose of these hormones. A spiritual disconnection also occurs and the child's ability to thrive decreases. So what it's saying here is when this doctor 
came up with this thing in the 1900s saying, hey, you know, don't don't touch your baby that much. Don't get that eye to eye contact. Don't do that. All of these things begin to happen. Amen. Uh, the child's ability to thrive was decreased. In the late 19th century, more women stepped out of the home and into the workforce. It was then that we lost the nurturer in the house. The nurturer means caring for and encouraging the growth or development of someone or something. I remember going to school and waking up and my mom would have my milk, a glass of milk in the uh, refrigerator and a bowl of uh, Captain Crunch sitting uh, on, in the, on the dining room table. So I'd wake up, go and get the milk, pour it in, eat, go to school. Then after school, I'd come back and do whatever I, I did. Now, back in the 50s, when the mother was the nurturer in the house, the mother would make a nice hot meal for the, for the child or children before they went to school. And when they came home from school, she would have a snack waiting for them and be preparing dinner. Now, if the child had a bad day, the nurturer, as that child came through the door, could see something wasn't right. So they would actually child how their day was. And the child would be able to explain to the nurturer, the mother, that uh, this and that happened. And the mother can console the child. Amen. But today... We don't have that nurture in the house because she's busy working. So where do we go when we are having a bad day at school? A lot of folks are going to the guys on the corners, uh, 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 the wrong people. Let's just put it like that. That are not there to nurture you to grow healthy, but to nurture you to uh, go a direction that is not conducive to your purpose or God's purpose for your life. says if they were lucky mothers had a family member who would watch the child as they went off to work but if not the child was left in the hands of many different people never fully bonding with anyone i recall my mother taking me to my great grandmother's house every morning and picking me up later in the evening after coming from school being worn out from the day, she would place me in front of my toys to keep me occupied while doing her wifely duties. Unfortunately, many, uh, many of us parents have passed down these negative experiences to our children. So what do they do? They do that exact same thing. They put the child in front of an Xbox or PlayStation or a television and go about doing what they need to do. Today, many parents place their children in front of televisions or put a video game controller in their hands to keep them busy as they tend to other obligations in the home. It has gotten to a point where the time a child needs to bond with the parent has been taken over by the television, Xbox, PlayStation, stuffed dolls, or an imaginary friend, spirits. It's not that the parents are rejecting or abandoning the child in most cases. Rather, 
It's a matter of needing more time to complete other tasks. As time goes by, however, the child will begin to cry out for what they're lacking, attention. Children who grow up in this type of environment feel they are not valuable or worthy of their parents' time. This causes them to act out just as they, excuse me, this causes them to act out just so that they can get attention. I recall doing things I knew I would get in trouble for, but I would do it anyway. My father would spank me and I would cry and my backside would hurt, but guess what? I got attention. Rejection. Rejection that is not properly dealt with leaves emotional wounds. Listen, you guys, the abandonment that takes place and the emotion of the rejection that is not properly dealt with can leave emotional wounds such as unforgiveness, envy, jealousy, resentment, anger, and etc. Okay. We must understand that we've been created with a purpose. There is a reason you're on the earth. And there's an assignment given to you to accomplish. Satan doesn't want to see you fulfill your purpose. So he launches an attack to deter you from your identity and your God-given purpose. You got, you got to catch that. You got to catch that. The enemy wants to derail you from your purpose. And the way that one of the ways that he does this is by the traumas caused by abandonment and rejection. God does not want us to feel rejected or abandoned. He desires for us to know who we are and realize how deeply his love accepts and appreciates us but when we feel the pain of being rejected we begin to seek ways of being accepted by others that causes more harm than good causes more harm than good when you when you feel that you have been abandoned by those that you love you begin to try to find other ways to gain acceptance children develop Children, children's development occurs in a variety of ways. When they've experienced rejection from an early age, they acquire traits and attitudes that cause them to react emotionally rather than logically. Okay? Emotionally rather than logically. Do you know in any individuals that are just emotional? I mean, they're just just really emotional, a lot of times it could be because of the traumas that took place in their childhood. Here are some fruits of rejection, rebellion, fabricated personalities, being someone you're not to fit in. I, I did that a lot of times, you know, just wanting to fit in with the crowd. So I would try to be something that I'm not. Rejecting others before they can reject you. How many of you kind of felt that maybe 
that guy or that girl was about to drop you, but but before they can drop you, you went and broke up with them. Uh, walking around wondering if a person has refused or accepted you. Here, here's another fruit of rejection. The need to be accepted by others and a part of everything. Self-pity. A tendency to blame God for everything that's not going right in your life. A defensive pride that questions why a person would reject you. These are all fruits of rejection, y'all. Your identity is based on what others think of you. Fruit of rejection. Self-resentment, resenting yourself, inability to receive constructive criticism. Now, look, I'm going to reread this. Inability to receive constructive criticism. Constructive criticism is basically a tool that's going to assist you in growing and moving forward in whatever it is that you may be trying to do in, in, in the work in, in the work environment, uh, being a mother, being a father, whatever the case may be. But if you don't have the ability to accept constructive criticism, there's a problem, and that's a fruit of rejection. As previously stated, envy, jealousy, and even hate can be rooted in rejection. I want to make one thing clear. Someone I look, I look up to in ministry always says that not everything is a demon. Apostle Ivory Hopkins has taught me the meaning of balanced deliverance. Yes, demons are real. If you don't believe in demons, if you believe in angels, you must believe in demons. You must believe in demons. There is a spirit world that you can't see, but believe me, there's a lot of stuff going on. But in many cases, there's a chemical imbalance causing harmful behavior. So everything is not a spirit. Sometimes it could be a chemical imbalance that may be taking place in an individual that is causing harmful behaviors. So just because you see somebody uh, acting out, you know, don't, don't, don't think that, that they, 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 they need deliverance. You know, I always say, first thing you do, go to the doctor. If the doctor says I can't find anything, then we know we must be dealing with spirit. Amen. But as the wounds of abandonment and rejection go undetected, spiritual doors can be opened to demon spirits and their personalities can overtake a child and lead them down a dark road. When a child has suffered to this extreme, it is inevitable to get the assistance of a trained deliverance minister. They should be highly skilled in dealing with children's deliverance to assure the best possible outcome for that child. Again, chapter one is dealing with, I didn't ask to be here. Children did not ask to be here. So it's up to us as parents to love them in the womb, to accept them in the womb, as well as out of the womb. In the book, if you have the book, there's some questions to review. So if you could take some time this week and go over those questions and answer those, that would 
basically give you a, a good head start on uh, going through that, 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 that closet door that you have been walking by called uh, rejection and abandonment from years ago. <laughs> Amen. And, you know, some of us are dealing with uh, uh, abandonment that maybe just happened a day ago, a week ago, a month ago. Uh, but it's all the same. It needs to be uprooted. Next week, we're going to be looking at chapter two, dealing with identity crisis. Identity crisis. But the thing that I would like to leave you guys with today is look within yourself. Ask the spirit of the Lord to walk you through your life where you were abandoned and, and, and the spirit of rejection may have crept in so that you can begin to see those, those, those uh, experiences and those traumas in your life uh, uh, in the past that may be affecting you even today. Amen. So I told myself I was just going to make this uh, for about 30 minutes or so. I, I didn't want to try to put a whole bunch on people at one time because there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to go over. Amen. So let's pray. Father, we just give you praise and honor for this opportunity to uh, research and go over our lives so that we may be able to uproot the spirit of rejection and close that door that we may be able to live a perfect purposeful life in you. I pray, Father God, for each and every individual that listens to this video, that is on this video, and that may watch it 10 years from now or five years from now, that they may receive what it is that they need to receive to move forward in you and dispel the spirit of rejection and demand and abandonment. We give you all the glory, Father, and we give you all the praise. There is no one worthier than you. In the name of Yah, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. You all have a fantastic week. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to come join us here next Saturday, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for Uprooting Rejection Out Your Life. Until then, be blessed, and I'll see you soon.